Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Hello, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our Half One Results presentation. I'll do a quick introduction and talk a bit about Untie Knots, our recent acquisition. Lucy will then do a financial review. I'll then talk about the strategy and the outlook, and then we will take your questions. So I think we've had a strong half. I think this business has a tremendous opportunity, and I think we're delivering against it, if anything, slightly ahead of expectations. We've grown significantly internationally. The US is now the largest part of our business, but frankly, we're just at the beginning there. We've got wins in new geographies, and I'll talk to you about how we're increasing our sales and marketing activity. As ever, we've continued to invest in the product. Lucy will talk about the numbers behind that, but we've invested significantly in the speed and capability of our product in the year, and that just helps to stretch us out in front in terms of the best place to get personalization at speed securely and on a stable platform. We completed our first acquisition, Untie Knots. We had a capital markets day a few weeks ago. I'm extremely pleased with the early signs, uh, the cross-selling opportunities that we seem to be generating. And uh, there is no doubt that we are both able to expand each other's pipelines. Lucy will talk in some detail about the fact that we're growing profits and we're generating cash um, and uh, I think that's all going very well. Uh, clearly, we had a difficult weekend um, with SVB, who are our primary bank, um, but we were comfortable and confident that we had sufficient cash to continue trading if the worst came to the worst, And uh, but fortunately, it didn't. Uh, so we're pretty much back where we were, but Lucy can take any questions on that. Um, in the course of the presentation. And then finally, I always say this to you, but this is a market that is growing in size and growing in relevance. More and more businesses are either launching or renewing their loyalty schemes, and more and more businesses are seeing the benefit of digital connection to customers. And the best thing to do with a digital connection is to create personalized promotions all of which talks to our book. We continue to have the mission of bridging online to offline, enabling an offline, a store-based business to do the sort of things that an online business does and increasingly consumers are coming to expect. We do that through products which engage consumers and cause them to give up their identity and show you what they're shopping, things like promotions and loyalty and other things like that. And what we're enabling businesses to do is to be digitally enabled and data-driven because the holy grail here is to get to one-to-one marketing that Tim Mason's offers are unique and different to Lucy's offers. We've started to describe ourselves as the retail nervous system. If you look at all these inputs and all these outputs, you can see that a bit like the human body There's just too much going on to go straight into the brain. It ends up as scrambled eggs. What you need is you need a system that is able to corral that information and pass it through to the brain in an orderly manner 
so that the increasingly AI-driven analytics can work out what the next best offer or the next best message is and then determine which of the many output opportunities it's right to send it through and then pass that back to us to get that transacted. Once you get the retail nervous system, you open up this capability for a marketing digital toolkit. Really, if there's anything that you want to do in the marketing world, Eagle Eye have an application for it. And if we don't, we can build you one. And in the period, we have significantly deepened our capability in the area of personalized continuity and gamification via the acquisition of untie knots. Just talking about untie knots then, the Eagle Eye organic story, I think, has been strong over recent years. And therefore, it was very important to us that whilst we were buying something that we thought was a good business in its own right, that actually we felt that the two businesses would be better together. And that's really what I seek to explain here. So in one fell swoop, or at least one acquisition, we bought a very strong footprint of the creme de la creme of French retailers. And we bought a very strong presence in France, a very strong presence with Carrefour, and some presence in other places. It opened up new experiences for us because Eagle Eye, as we've said before, and I'll touch on this a bit more in the future, is the transaction layer. So the way that we work is we work with a retailer who does their own data analytics, works out what the next best message or the next best offer is. We then enable them to transact that through the nervous system, but they create the customer experience for the gamification or the charity scheme or whatever it is. So we are a part of a stack. Untie Knots is not that. If you look at the right of this slide, Untie Knots is an end-to-end solution. You speak to them, they use your loyalty data, and within five to eight weeks, they can be up and running with challenges that last for a month. And so they're a particular sort of continuity promotion based on how much you spend over time. A big part of this for us was that it would be synergistic in the new business win area. And I'm increasingly convinced that it is. We are able to talk to Untie Knot's existing French clients about how Eagle Eye can help them with the next generation of personalization and the next generation of loyalty management. We can take the sort of thing that Untie Knot's do in month-long challenges and apply it to all the other sorts of promotions that exist. And Untie Knot's can bring this very quick quick up and running, highly accretive in terms of return on investment performance marketing tool to our customers. And what I'm discovering as we are working with them is more importantly, Eagle Eye particularly, but both of us to some extent, have a strong relationship with the major retail businesses around the world who are not clients. You know, we've known them in the past. Terry or I have known them in the past. We've been talking to them over the years. We see them periodically. We have a very good chat about what's going on in the digital marketing, performance marketing space. But at the moment, the time isn't right necessarily for Eagle Eye. We now have an opportunity to show them something new, which we think is very cool. 
And indeed, one of the largest retailers in the world said, it's interesting you bought us this. We've been looking at it. And from all our research, it would appear that you bought the best version of it in the world. The team that we've acquired with it, a photograph of Zied and Cedric here, have been a great addition to the Eagle Eye team. They are helping us with Eagle Eye work in France. And Lucy and I are very much enjoying working with them. So it's early days, but I think it's going at least as well as could be expected. This is this point about them being an end-to-end solution. So I've talked about us being the transactional layer in the middle, but what they do is they do all three layers. So they are opening us up to understanding more about data analytics and particularly importantly, AI. I think that AI will be increasingly important in all marketing activities. And I wanted our business to understand and know more about it going forward. I think it will be a significant area of growth. They then do the transactions and create the customer experience. So um, it looks like Carrefour in Carrefour. It looks like Leclerc in Leclerc. It looks like Rite Aid in Rite Aid. But it's actually the same um, anti-knot skeleton that sits underneath it. I'm going to hand over to Lucy. Thank you, Tim. Um, morning, everybody. So um, the results for the first half ended December 22. We've had a really strong period, and that strength is shown in the dashboard of KPIs here. So revenue growth of over 30% to 20 million in the period, recurring revenue at 78%. Moving forward in terms of percentage points and pounds on our adjusted EBITDA, so moving to 4.7 million and 23% in the first half. No churn in the period. Our adjusted net cash was 5.7 million, so up significantly from half 122. That number excludes uh, the proceeds for and tie knots that sat on the balance sheet at the end of the period. So that's an adjusted net cash number. And now profitability is flowing down to the bottom line. I'll speak more about that on the PL slide. Our SAS KPIs of NRR and ARR have both performed really well. So NRR above 120, really demonstrating the strength of those existing customers and doing more with them, but also moving to the transaction phase, in some cases, really generating some good revenue in the period. ARR is up over 30%, strong at 26 million at the end of the period. So a reminder of the business model, I think the first point to note is the graph on the right-hand side. So growing half on half, year on year, and this half is no exception to that. The breakdown of the growth of 32% is shown on the left-hand side. So underneath that number, we can see really strong growth in the license and transaction fees. So license fees growing by 30%, transaction fees growing by 52%. And actually that growth in transaction fees really does speak to some of the big customers that are doing either more in that transaction space. So particularly notably, um, uh, Woolworths in Australia and Asda um, with the new loyalty program really impacting that and some new customers such as the big new US client where they are lower in license and big on transactions having a, that impact in half one. 
Also worth just highlighting in terms of implementation fees, if you'll remember, implementation fees don't actually get recognized in most cases until a contract starts going live. And then they do get recognized, but for the remainder of the contract length, which is somewhere between three and five years. At the end of the period, we had 4.3 million as well sat on the balance sheet for professional services. That number was just 1.8 million this time last year. So more revenue to be recognized in future periods. I think the other point just worth mentioning, there's a significant amount of growth has been driven by our international business in this period, particularly the US and Australia impacting those numbers, which is great to see. So a little bit more detail on the income statement. We've talked about the top line, going down to the gross profit number, up one percentage point, and that reflects more of the air business and less SMS in the period as an overall percentage. Our net operating expenses are growing at 30%, so lower than our top line growth, which is flowing down to the bottom line. Things notable in operating expenses, 55% of that net OPEX relates to people. We've grown our team from 162 people to 211 at the end of this period. So it's been a period of investment, particularly in sales and marketing, particularly in delivery and particularly in operations as we're growing internationally. Infrastructure costs grew by 43%. So although that's higher than the top line, when you look at the impact of the breakdown on that previous slide, our transaction uh, fees are growing at over 15%. And that really speaks to that point. We've invested in the platform for speed and stability and security. Tim mentioned it up front. It's super important as we're working for these big enterprise customers and to remain the best in the world at what we do. We continue to invest in the product, so 3.1 million in the period. That represented 16% of revenue, so same percentage level as this time last year. That remains important for us. Uh, 1.3 of that was capitalized, and um, we saw amortization of just over a million that comes in below adjusted EBITDA in relation to that number as well. So you can see, therefore, that's now nicely flowing through to our adjusted EBITDA number. And we've seen a nice sort of tick up in both pounds and percentage points in the period. And then moving our sort of focus down to the bottom line, uh, profit after tax of a million, it's also worth noting that we spent a million on anti-NOTS acquisition costs that are clearly a one-off for this year. So actually your profit, if you excluded that, would be significantly higher. Just a reminder in terms of the business model, I think that's serving us well. It served us well in sort of COVID times. And even when we're growing at the rate we are, we've got a clear line of sight in terms of our profitability and nudging forward that profitability year on year. So to summarize our operating model, for every pound of win, we know that it costs 50p to run that service. We're aiming for around 20% margin at least. Uh, so it gives us roughly 30p in every pound to invest. And we invest that either in sales and marketing, in the product or in the spine of the organization. But the important point about that 30p and where we spend it, it's choice. So if there are unforeseen circumstances, we have the ability to flex around the elements that we put in that pot with a clear line of sight to keep nudging forward in terms of profitability but allowing us to invest for growth in the period. It's worth highlighting at this point that clearly we acquired anti-knots 
after the period. And they're a high growth business. But one of the things that we want to be doing over time is moving them on to the key eagle eye SAS metrics that we have benefited from in the past. So I think key things that we're working on just to highlight to you, uh, one of the differences in their contracts is their 12-month rolling contracts in the main. So one of the things that we've been discussing and actually they've been successful with uh, recently is moving those contracts more into longer, uh, more secure revenue contracts. So a minimum of two years is the aim. They have a natural deepen opportunity in terms of the offering, in terms of the campaigns that they do. They often start with a, um, a distinct set of customers that they're targeting. There's a natural uh, deepen opportunity by extending the customer footprint that they're offering offers to. So we see that in terms of their growth cycle of their customers over years. And for those of you that intended the teaching, they demonstrated that really nicely in one of the slides that they presented. What we've got to help them do is think about further deepen opportunities. So actually one of the things they're discussing and actually are trialing with one customer is more supplier funded activity. So more to come on that in the future. In terms of synergies, Tim talked about it up front. The sales and marketing area is the area that we're really focusing on and doing joint activity on. So they're really benefiting from becoming part of the Eagle Eye family, being access to more events access to the knowledge that we hold around how you do lead generation marketing. And that is going really well in the first couple of months of our activity together. The other key thing that I highlighted in terms of synergies up front was around Google. We're both hosted on Google Cloud. Moving them onto our contract has allowed them to benefit from deeper uh, discounts for them. So that was an easy one to get going on day one. So those things in combined are keeping us focused on a view for moving them to being break even to profitability going forward. So a moment on cash. I think the key thing to highlight here is we are now seeing that profit that we're generating and the profit performance now flowing nicely through to cash generation. So in the period the overall net cash inflow was 2.1 million. So that excludes the cash from the acquisition for untie knots compared to an inflow of a million in half 122, up over 100% in terms of performance. So we're seeing that nice um, performance in terms of the EBITDA line flowing through to cash, netting off, of course, the one-off acquisition costs that we saw in the period. As a result of the SVB situation that happened over the weekend, we updated the market on Monday in terms of what our gross cash position was as of Friday, which was 7.8 million. So sort of difference from the half year position, it did include some untied knots cash, 1.6 million. But I think the important thing it demonstrates to you that that cash generation that we saw in half one continues to flow into the next quarter of the year. We have our facility currently with SVB UK. Uh, it was a 5 million facility that was drawn down by 2 million. That has now just flipped into HSBC. So currently the same terms, same access. Um, and as of yesterday, it was business as usual, just under a HSBC banner. So that remains in place. It does give us clearly the opportunity to um, assess 
our current um, funding uh, requirements. And we're a different business to the one that we were two years ago when we got the facility. So as part of this, uh, what's happened, we'll, we'll clearly review that. But as for now, it's business as usual and we've got access to the funds that we had uh, in place and have reported to previously. Just a moment on ESG, I think it's worth highlighting to you. We talk about a key purpose of Eagle Eye is to enrich the customers that we work for and also the lives of the people that work for us. Our people really are the thing that makes the difference in Eagle Eye and we invest heavily in them um, from the moment they come into the business. I'm talking here about uh, Purple Pathways, which is a new initiative that we've brought in in the first half. And that is a, a pathway, a career development pathway for every single individual that's in Eagle Eye that allows them to have visibility of how they can move forwards in their career in the business and give them the confidence uh, to grow and be the best version of themselves. So we're really proud of the work that uh, the HR team particularly and the managers have put into making this happen. There are a lot of things to be proud about, but I think one of the things that we're really proud of in this period is our achievements under best companies. As I said, people are the things that make the difference. We do a lot of things for our people. We want it to be a great place to work. And I think this award that we achieved in the period, which was being one of the top 10 tech places to work in the UK, really does demonstrate that the work we're doing is delivering the right results. So incredibly proud of the work. Uh, it was the second time we had achieved a uh, rating from best companies. And this was a tick forward from the one that we had done six months prior. In terms of the board, um, we announced a couple of weeks ago that Bill Curry would be stepping down as a NED um, today uh, following the results. Bill has been um, an amazing support for the business, both financially and his in his sort of support and advice as a member of the board. And um, we are very grateful for his contribution during the time that he's been with us. He was involved in the business just before IPO and has been a board member ever since then and a valued member of the team. So we will be sorry to see him go, but it does give us the opportunity to uh, look at further diversity and independence for the board and we're underway with the process uh, for his replacement as we speak. So as soon as we have an update, we will make an announcement to uh, the market. So back to Tim, the strategy. Thank you, Lucy. So just as a reminder then, our strategy is to win new customers, get them transacting on the platform, and then to deepen them with additional products and services. In order to assist in that process, we are consistently developing new products and uprating the platform. And much of that we do in conjunction with these mega customers that we have. We then take that combination to new geographies. I'll talk about that further. As Lucy described, we run the business to this illusorily simple formula of better, simpler, cheaper. And we, we announced, I think, probably two meetings ago now, two halves ago now, that we would be considering complementary acquisition opportunities. And obviously, we can talk about the one that we've done 
In terms of win, we won a large non-food retailer in Canada. We won a Hobbycraft in the UK and IKEA in Taiwan and some other bits and pieces as well. We have done a lot, and I'll come back to this, to increase our win-related activities in the period. It was a very, very strong period for transactions. You've got the US grocer annualizing, Woolworths annualizing, and Woolworths going live with the at-till integration. And as part of that, we've speeded the system up. And you can see there that for a 200-item basket, we're now 66% faster than we were. That, of course, is one of the reasons why you want to be with Eagle Eye, because we have the scale and the heft to be able to manage the transactions of the largest businesses in the world. We've continued to deepen our relationship. Our NRR remains extremely high at 127%. That's our net recurring revenue, the growth in customers that we've had for more than 12 months. Some drivers of that, the ASDA moving from back office use of Eagle Eye Systems to a full loyalty program. I think 30 years on from when Tesco launched Club Card, it's amazing to see A, how successful that's been, and B, actually, uh, to me at least, the results that they are seeing are quite similar in terms of sales uplifts. So there is no doubt, in my mind at least, that loyalty schemes are still working. Staples have done more, Mitchells and Butlers have done more. So all in all, those three elements have come together to, to generate the strong performance that we saw uh, in the half. Woolies went live faster than most of our previous contracts of its size, because what we were doing was we were doing their transactions for them, but not at a till integration. We then launched the till integration, which is the full service Eagle Eye offers. So they've now got new offer types. They've got this real-time collection, and they are creating a Woolworths group scheme. So they go to real time from one to four days. They're doing 13 times more personalized offers. Their members have gone up by 6% and 57% are active weekly users. These, you know, these are very powerful statistics and they caused Brad Banducci to say some very complimentary things about what they had built and what Eagle Eye had built for them and referenced Eagle Eye as being the tech that enables this for the you know what he regards as being the next generation of marketing. So the thing I really want to leave with you, I think, from this presentation is the efforts that we are taking to drive our win rate and to create a richer pipeline. The first thing to say is that, as I've said to you before, but I would re-emphasize here, I regard anti-knots as being a win product. You can get into data-based AI-driven performance marketing in five to eight weeks, and it will return seven pounds on every pound that they invest. And the people that fund it, your suppliers, it will return four pounds on every pound that they invest. It's a tremendous product. We've invested in new geographies. So we now have a regional director based in Singapore. I've been down there once this year. I'm going down again to Hong Kong, Singapore, and Thailand week after next. And we are doing marketing, having breakfast briefings, meeting all the major retailers down there to talk about what Eagle Eye can do for them to help their performance marketing opportunities. 
Uh, we've invested in Germany and we attended Euroshop in Germany. We have a regional director there and Euroshop is the big European trade fair, which we attended as an exhibitor for the first time. We attended the US fairs at NRF and then followed it up with Food Manufacturers Institute Fair uh, in Orlando. Um, the point about these things is that, you know, pre-COVID, we couldn't afford to take a stand at events like this. Um, and um, now we can. Across the two events, we've probably seen getting on for 300 potential prospects. They've significantly um, broadened the top end of the pipe in terms of our sales pipeline, and they've been a big success, I think. Building on that further, we now have developed a pretty impressive lead generation machine, I think. Again, historically, our marketing was a bit subscale. It's getting bigger as we get bigger. It's enabled to get a bit bigger again with the acquisition of Untie Knots. It's just scaling. And the people that we have doing it are expert at lead generation marketing. And we've created a sales development organization. So basically, if somebody responds to lead generation marketing, it then goes into sales development. They follow it through to the point that it becomes a sales accepted lead for the now broader sales force, including Asia and Singapore. And then finally, we've now formalized our partnership with Google, and you can buy Air and indeed Untie Knots through the Google Marketplace. So Google are being more active in talking to their clients about what Eagle Eye and Untie Knots can bring to their performance marketing world. This is a significant step forward, I think is a, is a uh, product of scale and our ability from the better, simpler, cheaper model to invest in growth. Um, and it's an enormous accelerant to untie knots. I mean, literally years worth of benefit they're getting in, in weeks. They just couldn't access this. They don't have the scale. They don't have the expertise. And we can plug them in. We're talking to the same targets, the same people, the same meetings. So I think this is a very important part of the next stage of eagleized growth. So we end up, as a result of all that, being confident of our outlook. I mean, Brad Banducci elsewhere in that announcement refers to it as being a, a global megatrend. And businesses like Eagle Eye are the people who can help you to exploit it. I re-emphasize again, all this value is created by our people. Great recognition from best companies. It's about living our values and delivering on our values as listed there with everybody that we come into contact with, including you, I hope. Um, and we were delighted to be recognized with, with the AIM Award. Uh, we've entered half too strongly. Our profitable growth, you know, we can see it going forward. It's sustainable. The pipeline is getting stronger. International is getting stronger. Trading since the period has been strong. And as you know, we've had a small upgrade this morning and we expect to continue to do well against market expectations. Thank you all very much indeed for joining. Uh, thank you for your kind comments about the performance. Um, lots more to do, lots to go for, lots of opportunities. And uh, 
I think, an increasingly capable team, an increasingly uh, effective plan. I I think, you know, uh, stick with us. I think it's, it's, we've got plenty to do yet. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.